Hello and welcome. You found the Social Work Podcast. My name is Jonathan Singer, and I'll be your host as we explore all things social work. Hey there, podcast listeners. Jonathan here. Today's episode. Wait, sorry. My secret podcaster decoder ring is glowing. I'm getting a message from command. It says, must read intro like a superhero movie. Holy cliches, Batman. Are you really going to do it? Hey, hey, this is an audio podcast, not a silent movie. Work with me, people. Okay, that's better. In a world where social workers are vilified and most conference swag is as predictable as movie trailers, there is one metaphor that has risen like a phoenix from the flames. The social work superhero. Everybody, at some point, needs a superhero. Someone who is not afraid to jump into the chaos and fight the good fight with us shoulder to shoulder. And like all superhero stories, this one begins with a kid and a dream. But it ends with a committee decision and a prototype that becomes an actual superhero. By day, a squishy little stress ball. By night, a squishy little stress ball. Okay, I can't do this anymore. Can we go back to the regular script? Okay. So today's episode is, no joke, about social work superheroes. It's about how John Vassello, Associate Director of Field Education and Admissions in the Binghamton University Department of Social Work, took his love of superheroes and convinced his bosses to make social work superhero action figures. I talked with John about how that little seed of an idea went from just being something he and his buddies talked about during their MSW program to an entire marketing campaign and something that really does ignite the passions and the excitement of social work educators every time they go to the social work education conference. I first met John at the Council on Social Work Education annual program meeting. I was really excited when I heard that there were these little action figures, and I wanted to know what the story was behind it. Well, I found the story to be really inspiring, and I hope you do too. So thanks to Kevin McLeod for the great background music courtesy of the YouTube audio library. And if you're interested in connecting with the tens of thousands of social workers around the world who listen to the social work podcast, please join the Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash SW podcast. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter at SOCWORK podcast. Now, we've got pictures of these superhero action figures on the Social Work Podcast website. And as John says at the end of the interview, if you are interested in getting your own collection of Social Work superheroes, go to Binghamton Social Work, and then you can not only see the pictures of the Social Work superheroes, but you can also buy a set. And all of the proceeds will go to funding Social Work Superhero Scholarships. It's amazing. And now, without further ado... On to episode 112 of the Social Work Podcast, Social Work Superheroes, an interview with John Vassello. John, thanks so much for being here on the Social Work Podcast and talking with us today about this really interesting, innovative approach to marketing. The question on everybody's mind, why superheroes? So uh, first and foremost, you know, while I was in my MSW, I was reading a lot of comic books and reading a lot of other uh, superhero lit 
There's a lot of, instead of your HBSC textbooks, is that what you're saying? (laughs) Uh, Supplemental. Really, yeah. Um, So really, you know, and I I had been a big uh, comic book fan throughout my uh, uh, childhood. I remember like some of my fondest memories being with my family watching, you know, the old Batman 66 uh, show, uh, the animated series, uh, you know. So so basically I had had this in the back of my mind. And then I remember in uh, practice one who uh, actually the guy who I work with now, Brian, was my instructor for that course. And I remember thinking, wow, these skills sound an incredible, uh, like incredible superpowers, you know? So like tuning in, like that sounds like something like extra human, you know, clarifying or reaching into silences, all of these sort sort of like skills that we need to acquire in order to be effective social workers really sound like superpowers. And I'm, and I'm thinking, you know, and there were some of us in the cohort at the time, and they're like, we need to have a comic book, we can make these sort of characters. And, you know, we went through, of course, Field and uh, all of the other parts of the MSW, and that sort of went to the back of my mind. Um, <laughs> as, right. as the reality of right. social work, <laughs> yeah. sort of, and you feel less like a superhero, right. well, and, and more like a social worker. Yeah, yeah. And all of these other systemic things. So, um, so not only the superpowers, but then also, like, there's a huge number of other connections that uh, social workers and superheroes, you know, have in common. And, you know, after I was in practice, I worked at a hospital and and then I worked at uh, the uh, Promise Zone, which is like a community schools initiative. So I was uh, working with a lot of students and interns. Uh, Again, this idea was in the back of my head, the connections. And so one of the first things I was able to do in my current job is teach an undergrad class that really gets uh, students excited about the profession. And the way that I ended it was to really sort of draw the parallels out. So first thing, the superpower. Um, and then, you know, those, those, the different skills that we need as social workers. And then, you know, of course, the code of ethics. You know, every superhero has a code of ethics in which they abide, right? So they need to, you know, this is what informs what's right, what's wrong. And, you know, superheroes and social workers also have this similar sort of code of ethics. And, you know, chief among them is the quest for social justice, right? We're, we're working to help vulnerable and oppressed folks, uh, disenfranchised people. We're working with some of the people who might be living on the fringes of society. And that's really, you know, what, what spoke to me there. And then not only that, you know, we seem to constantly be fighting a series of villains, right? And so that might be other uh, burnt out professionals, you know, especially as a young social worker. Sometimes you're contending with somebody who may have seen the worst days of many, many, many people's lives. And so, you know, having to contend with that and, and fight that battle on a regular basis, you know, as a young young professional was, you know, sort of invigorating. And I, and I saw that as sort of a villain that I needed to take on. Not that the social worker, you know, the, the senior person was a villain themselves, but that burnout was, in fact one. Um, oppression, patriarchal power and privilege. I mean, those are all things that I had in this PowerPoint and like the little, little starbursts that we need to fight. Um, people's mental health concerns, you know, working to help uh, address some of them uh, and, 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 and helping uh, folks, you know, live healthy and productive lives. Also thinking along those same, same lines, you know, Batman has a really cool car. Wonder Woman has the invisible jet. And so most social workers also have a really cool car. It usually tends to be an agency van. Uh, (laughs) In my case, a 2010 Ford Focus uh, in silver, and it is an awesome car. I know, I have a 2002 Ford Focus. Okay, yeah, no, it's a solid car. I mean, runs. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, you know, on top of that, what's really important for many social workers, and and I really get to see this now in in the admissions side of things, is that people come to this profession because of something. Their origin story is huge in the reason why they choose social work. Um, So you have some folks who are like Superman. They were born, you know, they showed up, they have these powers, they need to help others and you know they knew their whole life 
that they needed it to become a social worker. Then you have some other folks who, you know, might have something, you know, happen to them tragically, you know, like Batman. And that sort of informs their, their life's work to help protect others and make sure that nobody has to befall a similar kind of experience. Um, and then you have somebody who, in a lot of ways, you know, something happens to them, like sort of Spider-Man, um, and, uh, you know, they get bit by a radioactive spe- Well, not in social work, probably not, but... Um, <laughs> I, I, I think HR would want to know if you got bit by a radioactive right, yeah. spider, yeah. <laughs> There's a whole form, yeah. <laughs> There's a whole form. Uh, at least at our university, there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, we have the radioactive spider form, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and they sort of fight, you know, with that. They struggle with that initial, you know, wanting. This, this is something they know that they have to do, but they really struggle with the with the idea of it. And so, I mean, even though I really like Batman, I feel like I would fall into that category of sort of the Spider-Man social worker, somebody who was reluctant at first to really join the ranks of the profession. And then really, you know, I had this this was the story that I was able to share with Brian, who is, a, um, you know, the, the, the director of uh, student services and missions. And I said, I'm really proud of this PowerPoint. I showed it to the, my class. They really loved it. And I should I want to show it to you, too. And he, and he was like, wow, this is great. This should be how we get new social workers, a way to attract people to the profession, not only our program, but the profession into a really positive um, frame. Just as you're talking about, like the idea that there are these superpowers, Mm -hmm. there are origin stories, there's the vehicles, Mm -hmm. you didn't talk about it, but there's the uniforms, Mm -hmm. right? And I mean, certainly, you know, Batman and Wonder Woman and, you know, all those folks, they have uh, far sexier uniforms than than we typically hopefully wear in our jobs. But there is that same idea. So I I love how you frame this. And it's beautiful that you you brought this out of what was exciting for you Mm -hmm. and what you did. It sounds like what you did probably in part as a way of stress relief, as a way of kind of coping with stuff throughout your program, and I imagine afterwards, Mm -hmm. this um, comic books, looking at superheroes. And really cool that Binghamton said, this is a little off the grid, and let's go for it. So how did that happen? So, uh, oh, and one other thing that I was, I forgot to mention is the sort of the se- secret identity, right? You know, on the one hand, you have the, the superhero that, you know, is, is fighting crime and, and doing all that, but they protect their friends and family, but with the secret identity. So they don't ever disclose that to anything. And that to me is a nice metaphor for great boundaries, right? So like you have your, your, your uh, work life and you have your personal life. And so good boundaries means that you're the superhero during the day, but then you're also the regular person at all the other times, you know, it's okay to have those, those solid boundaries. Well, and it's also great because it gives um, this idea of confidentiality and keeping your work life at work and your home life at home, that division that we have to for legal reasons and ethical reasons, it makes it bigger mm-hmm. than just like, oh, I got I'm sorry, honey, I can't tell you what happened today because, well, you know, rules. It's like, no, mm-hmm. this, this is what a superhero does. Right. And then, and then, of course, like many social workers, the humility, like, you know, uh, you know, when somebody sort of swoops in and saves the day, they, they, they don't say, uh, I'll take my payment now. They say, <laughs> all in a day's work, right? This is just part of who they are and why they're there. And that's, I think, the, the humility and the, um, you know, the modesty sometimes of our profession. And that's really, you know, this is all in a day's work. Of course, we're going to tackle, you know, social injustice, all in a day's work. I mean, that's really invigorating and exciting. And I think that's what really... Uh, you know, I think drives my enthusiasm behind not only, you know, my professional life as a social worker, but then also, you know, when I'm talking to new students and really telling them why they need to be a social worker and not some other profession, you know, some other helping profession. This is what their life's work should be as well, um, because it's bigger, it's broader.
broader than than just you know going to a job every day. So I want I want you to talk about how you took this concept mm-hmm. and you've turned it into actual superheroes. Because folks who are listening are like, wait a minute, real superheroes? So talk to me about that. So back to that similar idea when I had this idea and I was really proud of this PowerPoint of why social workers are superheroes. Uh, I showed it to Brian and then uh, our chair, Vicki Rizzo, I got a meeting with her. I had a you know PowerPoint. I was going to show her the PowerPoint and then I was going to come up with the idea of, you know, this should be our marketing or recruitment. Um, these are the these are what we should give out. So I came up with a couple of... When you say give out, what do you mean? Oh, so little like swag items. So little like stress relievers, little squeezy things. Um, so we're able to find a few uh, sort of stock super superheroes. That in and of itself is fine. Stock superheroes, little stress relievers that are shaped like superheroes is fine. But I think what really was the exciting part was not the fact that they were little like cute superheroes, but the fact that they had these superhero social work names. So the first one was his name was the Reframer. Um, secret identity is Norm Al Lies. His practice focus was families. The next one was the Clarifier, and her secret identity is Emma Pathy. Um, and so if you haven't caught already, in good superhero form, they're very punny names. And, and that's another sort of pleasure and joy of mine is bad puns. And so students that know me know that you know they can prepare to roll their eyes several times in a class. Um, so Emma Pathy is the clarifier, and uh, her practice focus is individuals. And then on the next slide, I had the advocate, um, who is our community-focused uh, social worker. His secret identity is M Power. And then the last one of the uh, four that I pitched was uh, the tuner. And he's our ethicist and our group worker, and his secret identity is Ed Thix. I thought for a second when I, when I you know, after I said all these punny names and I had these little pictures up and I had, a, you know, like a really rough draft of a, of a trading card, that uh, Vicki, my boss, was going to sort of laugh me out of her office and say, okay, that's cute. Okay, John, you know, let's get to real work. Uh, instead, the reaction was, yes. We need to, you know, do this, and we need to take a, a risk, and we need to really embrace this idea. She loved the idea, and so we were able to run with that. Um, one of the problems, though, with the initial uh, four was that we really wanted a um, female superhero of color to really, you know, round out the group and actually lead uh, the Social Justice League. Um, so we couldn't find any company that really had one, and that seems to be a problem in comic culture. It's a problem in, you know, movie pop culture. You know, we wanted somebody that looked like the professional. We want people that represent a lot of different groups. And so we actually worked with a, a company to custom create the change agent. And uh, she was the leader of our Social Justice League. And uh, her uh, practice focus is organizations. And her secret identity is leadership. Our students, we, we unveiled the first four or five. Um, they really loved the idea. You know, they loved, you know, we had little sort of corresponding trading cards with uh, sort of uh, superpowers and um really getting them excited about the idea of, you know, social workers as superheroes, and these are the the Social Justice League members. And so different members of the Social Justice League sort of speak to to the different areas, you know, of practice. And and for our students, at least, it was, you know, I really want to be a group worker. I really want, you know, Ed Thicks, you know, the tuner. Uh, I have a couple of students who use him to toss around in a group of kids, and so that's like the talking stick. And it's Ed, but he's a group worker, so they all know. And so moving forward, you know, it was great with our students, our faculty love them. 
but we were really wondering how, what was the response going to be at the Council on Social Work Education. So all of the other schools of social work, you know, here at this big conference, how are other schools going to react? We have, you know, sort of the strategy was like, well, we have five different superheroes. This is the first year. How are we possibly going to give them out? Are people going to come up and say, I want this one, this one, like we do at like a recruitment event? And, and I said, no, you know, what we need to do is like what they do at a comic shop or what they do, you know, on Black Friday is that you give out certain ones at certain times. In the early days, I just had like a handwritten piece of paper with the different times on them and people took pictures and then put it in their phone. Um, we were on Twitter a little bit, you know, using the conference hashtag to get the word out a little bit. And then, you know, the first night we gave out the change agent, you know, to lead off the Social Justice League, you know, at the, at the conference. And then the embrace that we felt from everybody there. So these are, these are folks that have been practicing social work for many, many years, people that have been faculty, other places, uh, and around the country. Um, they just love the fact that the change agent was the leader of the Social Justice League. Um, this was somebody who, you know, embodied the, a lot of the different core values of our, of our profession and really um, spoke to them in a different way and, say, and, they, and, and they looked at us and they said, so are you going to give away other superheroes? And we said, yes, actually, through the whole conference. And so the, they learned the different times and they learned the different uh, opportunities that they could get. And, and sure enough, by the end of the conference, we had a like a hardcore group of folks who are at our booth, you know, creating some buzz and really, you know, you know, just just telling us how much they love, how much they uh, these these superheroes speak to them, um, and really, you know, the the response has been just incredible that first year, and then that sort of propelled us to continue the campaign into the next year, and so we added a healthcare social worker and a service dog whose name is Bingo. The healthcare uh, social worker, uh, her secret identity is Jerry A. Trishan, and then. We typically give away the new superhero that first night of the conference, um, and then we have them available to our students as well. We unveil them, though, and so there's usually a lot of buzz on our Facebook page and Twitter accounts. You know, who's going to be the new superhero? We, you know, we're really sort of quiet about that. Um, and then the newest one, which we were extremely excited about, and it seems like, you know, I, I also work in the field office, so, it, 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 uh, you know, we couldn't have a, f- a program without our field instructors. So, you know, that it should be our next superhero. So um, uh, when, when uh, Brian and I were at the conference last year, uh, he sort of drew this rough sketch of, you know, what the next superhero should look like. And actually, um, my girlfriend sort of took that in and made it into a colorful uh, look, um, you know, sort of drew out the sketch of, you know, what the what the field instructor should look like. We gave it to that same company, and then they created, you know, the field uh, instructor. And of course, you know, her secret identity is Sue Provision, and all of her superpowers <laughs> are right around working with students like, you know, for many field instructors, the ability to find one hour a week to meet with their student is in fact a superpower because they are juggling so many different tasks. Um, And then this year, you know, what we also uh, wanted to add on the back of the trading cards is the different competencies. So if you think back to the 90s with the Marvel trading cards, you know, you would learn a fun fact about them at the bottom, but then you would also see their abilities like their strength and, and, you know, well, all of our, all of our social work superheroes are super strong. So we don't need to have that in there. but we also sort of took the competencies and put them into their um, points. So no one of them is a perfect score across all of them. They have uh, varying, so they need the whole team to really create a solid and well-rounded group. And by the competencies, you're referring to the Council on Social Work Education, educational competencies that all social work students are measured against in terms of their knowledge, skills, practice, behaviors, values, all that sort of stuff. And so you have those 
on the back of the card. Yeah, on a little little sort of graph, you know. So our community social worker is going to be, you know, empower the advocate. He's going to be. He's going to have a higher score in terms of, you know, uh, uh, engaging with policy and, and different types of practice. Where um, Emma Pathy, who's our our clinical social worker, individual focused uh, social worker, she's going to have a higher score when it comes to assessing and evaluating. Um, so this sort of this well rounded team sort of reflects the areas that social workers practice. Um, it really helps to, you know, sort of show not only prospective students, but folks who've been in the field for uh, such a long time, you know, that, that, you know, these are different ways to sort of, um, you know, embody those, those professional competencies and things. So uh, really exciting. <laughs> I've been coming to APM regularly uh, since 2005. I have never seen like a hundred people descend on a single table at the same time and be so excited about getting um, a little tchotchke, little thing to bring home. And it's not just because it's the latest and greatest technology. It's not a selfie stick. It's not um, a fidget spinner. It's a piece of foam, right, that could be used as a stress ball, but really it embodies so much more. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about what you have created and what Binghamton has done is that not only have you you created this sense of like the superhero mythology for social work, but in the conference itself, you've created a buzz around visiting the booth and people talk about the superheroes. I have my superheroes on my desk at work. And I know that there are deans and directors and heads of programs that also have the superheroes on their desk. And so your idea has uh, crossed the country, and it's probably international, um, which I think is a real testament to what you tapped into and you made tangible. And so I think that's really impressive. You know, for, for me, I mean, and I know a lot of my friends, uh, a lot of our students, they're big into comic books. They go to the Comic-Con, uh, various cons around the country. And so, like, it almost seemed like, how come somebody didn't come up with this idea sooner? Like, how come somebody didn't come up with these different sort of ideas or characters or the idea? Like, like for me, it was it was just a sort of an idea that that made sense. You know, it, it's like, how come, you know, nobody came up with this before, you know, and, and it's been, you know, we've been around for a few hundred, <laughs> about a hundred years or so as a, as a formalized profession. So, and, and, you know, so have many superheroes, you know, so we're pushing 75, 80 years for, you know, Batman, Superman, you know, some of the oldest ones. And even before that, I mean, we've had this, you know, mythology of, of various different heroes coming to help, help and save. And that's really the idea is that, you know, in a lot of ways, I think social workers as a profession are a professionalized group of heroes. You know, and and of course, you know, keeping that humility. You know, it's not about us taking the credit. It's about really putting the credit back to the client. You know, really making it it's it's their credit, and we're just being able to enjoy and sat and being satisfied with them being able to the client being able to enjoy that uh, success. I think the idea of social workers as superheroes has been around for a while, but I think what you did, and what Binghamton did, is it took it from just being a thing that we say right? Social workers have superpowers. Like I've seen that. I've heard people say that for years, but you actually made it something and that you expanded it. And I think this is a good thing for folks to uh, just keep in mind as you're going through your day, as you're a social worker, you're going to have these brainstorms and there is value in pursuing them. And there's value in saying, maybe somebody else thinks this is important. Now in the world of business and marketing, that is the way people think. 
people think if I haven't, if, if it's not out there and I think of it, somebody else will be interested in it. In social work, I think for the most part, people are like, well, if I'm thinking of something and it's not out there, it's probably because I haven't looked or maybe this just isn't that important, right? Because we are so constantly putting out fires and we're dealing with like what goes on in the moment. So I love the fact that you created the superhero uh, mythology and you actually have these tangible superheroes. It's also great that people can get them at the conference. Now, can you tell the listener um, how they can get their own superheroes if they're not lucky enough to attend the Council on Social Work Education Conference? So we actually, because there was such a huge response, I, you know, we, we typically come down with about uh, 2,200 or so, and we leave with none. Um, and people come multiple times. They get to meet a lot of new friends. That's exciting. Um, and, and, well, and that's how we met. Right, right. People come to the, come to the booth, and I get to say hello. Um, and it's funny how folks ranging from the, um, the wait staff at the exhibit hall are all, and, and to many deans and directors across you know, very uh, nationally, internationally known programs, want them and are unified by the same... Um, um, experience. Um, but for those folks who can't make it, you know, uh, we had a lot of response. I got a lot of emails. And so uh, I talked with, again, the folks that are in our faculty and uh, especially Vicki and, and, and Brian. And they said, you know, we could create a social work uh, superhero scholarship at our university and benefit some MSW students in the, in the, in the way. That would be what the superheroes would want, right? So if we were going to make money off of them, we might as well put it some, to something really beneficial to our students and helpful. Um, so we really try to keep them as reasonably priced as possible. Uh, you know, they're uh, like $10 each and then $50 for the whole set, which is all seven, which is exciting. Um, and they come with their fun trading cards uh, so that... Folks can go to continuinged.binghamton.edu if they would want to order. And then right at the top of the page, there said Social Work Superheroes. Um, and, and, or they could uh, reach out to me at J-V-A-S-S-E-L-L at binghamton.edu. I love uh, when, when people reach out to me uh, via email. Or if they have pictures, if they've gotten a superhero and they have a picture, or uh, if they're, they're sitting on a desk, or um, if you use them in a... Um, you know, uh, your classroom or a group, as long as there's no clients or anything in it, of course, for confidentiality. Um, but, you know, wherever those superheroes have found a new home, we'd love to see where they go. Um, it's, it's so exciting for us. And, you know, I feel like in a lot of ways, like a proud parent, you know, when my, my kids have gone off into the world or something like that. But, you know, some days can be, can be worse than others. Um, so, you know, it's a fun reminder that, you know, we are resilient. We're, you know, because they're stress balls, they are very resilient. Um, we're resilient. We're also, you know, we have a sense of humor about our, our, ourselves as a profession. Um, and then, you know, we can inspire change, you know, and that's, and that's really the core, core mission of these, uh, these little cute social justice league characters. <laughs> well, John, um, I really appreciate you having the brainstorm and having the support to move forward with this. I think it's great it's a great way to create buzz at the conference, and it's great that folks can purchase these and contribute to student scholarships. I think that's, that's, that's amazing. Um, and I consider you a superhero. So thank you so much for being on the podcast and talking with us today. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate the time. I'm Jonathan Singer, and thanks for being with me today for another episode of the Social Work Podcast. If you missed an episode or have suggestions for future episodes, please visit socialworkpodcast.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit our online store at cafepress.com slash swpodcast. To all the social workers out there, keep up the good work. We'll see you next time at the Social Work Podcast. Social Work Podcast.